If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. everyone and welcome to Dice World Roll, the biggest Pathfinder podcast on the planet where we ask the hard questions like, what would Abadar think of Bitcoin? I think that he would really like it and he would be a fucking know. Bitcoin bro. The, the thing is, is that like, do, do we know that, because it doesn't have any worth backed behind it at all. Mm-hmm. Would he still like that? Because it's not just that he likes money. That's That would, that would be stupid. It's that he likes money. He, he like, obviously likes money. But he also likes, like, the continuation of civilizations. And if it would destroy the, like, if it would destroy, like, the environment the way that, like, that, um, that, that, uh, cryptocurrencies tend to do because of the way that they're mined, that would be in direct opposition to his other most important thing. Okay, but I feel there, I feel that any Bitcoin in, uh, Galarian would probably be, like, Magic based. It, fe- it feels first off before anything else. It feels more like a netist thing than the Abadar thing. I don't even want to think about the idea that like Bitcoin and Pathfinder could be like a magical thing. God. <laughs> but um, regardless of how he feels the, about uh, Bitcoin, he would absolutely hate NFTs. Oh yeah. Oh no, my sure. god! Absolutely. I think. I don't think there's maybe Asmodeus. Asmodeus. Asmodeus owns would. ten sleepy apes. <laughs> He's got one custom made to look like himself. <laughs> He's got his own. They're framed on his walls. Yeah. Fucking um, loser. I see. It's difficult for Abadar because, on the one hand, he's not an asshole all the time. On the other hand, in Starfinder, he does go on to create Abadar Corp, which is a religious banking and commerce institution. And they literally control the central banking of the universe. He does do that, yeah. He also sells mechas. Would we like to say play some uh, Pathfinder? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, previously in Extinction Curse, 
Um, you guys were in a tight spot. There was a box. The box was mind-controlling people. Uh, and you smashed it. And you were like, once again, this is Aridin's fault. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, Ariato chased after the bitch who brought the box to this place in the first place, and the Eagle Garrison, um, and uh, found out that it was in fact her sister, one of the many, many changelings uh, who are probably on this mountain right now, devoted to uh, helping her mother carry out her schemes. So that's fun. That's great. I'm sure Ariado loves that. Am I right? Does Ariado fucking love that? <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> um, following this, you went deeper into the mountains. There was a lot of snow. You encountered a Linorm. You encountered some Windwalkers. You encountered a Goblin. The Goblin told you guys, hey, just so you know, that uh, funny eye that Royari has um, is, in fact, uh, carved into a little a building nearby. And you were like, oh, Pog, you went and visited, and uh, you've uh, met the ghost of, uh, or uh, Pieretta, the first ever paladin of Iomidae, uh, the person who brought the Eye of Essence to um, the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning uh, about a millennia ago. Insane. So that was fun. Uh, you found out from that that uh, Pieretta um, was never a worshipper of Aridin, was in fact a paladin of Arasni originally, um, and is not a reincarnation of St. Sarnax, nor is Rhea a reincarnation of her, as this prophecy that the uh, Knights of the Aeon Star had given you, but is in fact just your great-great-something-or-other-grandmother. It's true. And Royari isn't conscribed by destiny to save the world or anything. So that was a relief. <laughs> um, Piretta also um, did tell Royari... Hey, I'm coming with you because I'm bored. Uh, let me help you save the world. Uh, so that's where you guys are at. Um, she gave you an apex item, uh, which buffed up your uh, dexterity to be a plus six now, which is crazy. And she gave you a cool crown, which lets you heal people and stuff. And also, uh, she will manifest ghost arms from you, uh, like in JoJo's Desire Adventure, uh, Stardust Crusaders. That happened once. <laughs> Would we like... Would we like to uh, to hop into character? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. <clears throat> you are all walking. It's the final pass on the way up to um, the Vale of Aridin, this place where you've been told is the most likely location of the Zulgat and also uh, of wherever you're going to have to bring your resonant reflections. Mm-hmm. It's a narrow... You're currently, like, walking through a narrow mountain pass about 30 feet wide. Albeit one that seems to be, like, prone to rock slides. given the abundance of loose rock and scree in the area. And there is, like, a deep fog around you all. Uh, you cannot see anything after 50 feet. Like, it is very, very thick. Um, as you're all kind of, like, walking... Um, You'd pass by uh, the like crumbled ruins of a destroyed statue, um, a massive one, which, judging by the expression on his face, was probably once animated, a guardian of some kind. As you walk past, you see that there are spears and club marks on it, indicating that it was destroyed by the Zulgat on their way through here. There's something kind of haunting about it. 
currently you're all walking through the fog, and it is strange. You can't really see anything right now. Theoretta isn't exactly talkative when she's not actively being like talked to, so it really is just you tree right now. How are you all doing? Good question. Hmm. Volio just wants it to be over. Wants it to be over so badly. Um. And. I, I, I would say that he's like. Happy? That they're. Getting towards the end of this, um. Kind of. Uh. <laughs> Force adventure through, uh. Yeah, through Porthos. Um, I guess he's kind of antsy. That's a good way to put it. Volio. Mm -hmm. We've just entered a new chapter. Yeah. Uh, chapter 2 of 3 of the final book of Extinction Curse. How's that for you? Oh, uh, I'm gonna shit on your lawn. You're also level 19. That's true. What do you, you get this level? Um... This level, I don't think I got much, did I? But I did get something. Uh, yeah. I I got my performance up to um, legendary. That's right. I did. I don't know when I'll use that, but it's fun to have. Makes me happy. Makes me content. Uh, I got devastator, uh, which is a general feat. Uh, I basically um, my melee strikes ignore ten points of a creature's resistance resistance to their physical damage. Damn, okay. So if you met a creature that was like, um, I don't know, resistant to uh, all physical damage because it's just got such thick armor, mm. you as a barbarian would just say, go fuck yourself and ignore that. I say die, and then they do it. They would. Um, what else you got? You got a general fetus level, right? Mm-hmm. Skitter. And what's Skitter do? What do you think it does? Does it let you skitter? Let's me skitter real good. What's it do? What's the mechanics of this <laughs> horrible feat you've taken? So it lets me skitter? Okay, we've established this. Yeah. And what does skittering comprise of? Um, you... You skitter. I'm gonna... I'm not letting you play this game anymore. You can scoot swiftly across <laughs> the ground. You can crawl up to half your speed. <laughs> yeah. You can crawl real fast. It's um, called skittering. Yeah. And finally, um, you are now a master in uh, your AC, so you have a bonus to your uh, AC now, yes. which is nice. Is you nice. still have really low AC comparatively, and I'm that I'm saying that with you having 39 AC. <laughs> um, but yeah, is that you, Volio? Yep. All right, Royari, how are you doing as you walk along the final pass? Um, I think Ryari is probably doing better than she has for a hot minute. Um, mostly because of what happened last time. <laughs> right, he looks a little smug, even. <laughs> okay. He's a little smug guy today, got it. Oh, to be correct. To have been <laughs> right the entire time. Everyone yeah. else was wrong, and Ryari was right. That's true. Um, okay, so Ryari, what did you get this level? 
Um, I got stronger, more epic, of course. Yeah, correct. Um, I got battle prayer. Mm-hmm. And what's that do? I can recite scripture to harm a foe. Okay. <laughs> um. Basically. By the way, uh, I'm going for good damage. Um, you can pick a type of damage, uh, chaos, evil, good, or law, and um, then you can. Holy shit! Did you just do damage? Damn. Yeah, you pray at someone and they take damage. <laughs> That's a little bit funny. It's, it's like, also it's like, one action, which is pretty useful. Um, I imagine an, e- an an evil person who has this feat being like, "Dear God, please hurt them," <laughs> and then they just do it. I can imagine a good person doing this. Almonds <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, are going insane. Um, and uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go for for good damage. I think that's probably the best bet. Yeah. Um, and it can do six d six with my legendary proficiency in religion. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, and you did just get legendary in uh, religion, so... I did. Nice. Uh, I got eternal confidence, um, mm-hmm. which means that fuck you, I will always do damage. Well, as long as I'm using a finisher, but I mostly use finishers, so fuck you. And for context, what that does is uh, even on when, on any finisher, you always do a confident finisher, which means you will do half your damage dice if you miss, which is amazing. Okay, that is fucking great. Uh, and you also did get a bonus to your AC as well. Nice. Oh, and also Vivacious Speed, you now have a max speed of 65 feet when you have Panache. Meaning that in a single round, if you spend all three actions running, you would be able to move just shy of 200 feet in six <laughs> seconds. Do you like that, Derry? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Jesus. And finally, Ariato. Um, I will say one thing for you, Ariato, on how you're feeling, and you don't get a say in this. Sick, you cool, got, awesome. You got right. goose pimples. Hit me. You got uh, goose pimples. They're uh, bad. The goose bumps, you mean? Yeah, goose bumps. Yeehaw, look at me, I'm American. This film's I'm fucking sorry gross. That you, I'm <laughs> sorry that you have a grosser up. word. You've got goosebumps. Um, <laughs> kind of like on the back of your neck and stuff. Um, you have this constant, like, itch, but not like a scary itch, more like, you know those lurches in your stomach you get sometimes when you've got anxiety attacks? Uh-huh, yeah. You've got all these physical things going on as you climb deeper into the mountain. And I think you remember the last time you felt all of these. Was when she was called? That's right. It looks like you're kind of getting close to another night hag. How are you feeling? Anxious, horrible, not great. Probably wants to get this done as soon as possible. Honestly, understandable. I'll be real. Um, you are level 19, right? Yes, I am. Well, what's up? What what do you get this level? Uh, at this level, I got a 10th level spell. Oh, oh, that's fine. <laughs> I fucking guess. That's cool. You know what? I don't mind. 
Yeah? No mind? <laughs> we've we've mentioned tent level spells briefly, and we've had them in past campaigns. But for people who don't know what a tent level spell is, Pathfinder was like, you know what? Wish is too strong to be a ninth level spell. We're gonna make a set of like spells that are so rare and so insanely powerful <laughs> that they shake reality itself. <laughs> and now area. Now Ariato has one, and I don't know what, and I assume you're going to keep it a surprise for the worst possible moment. Yes. You know this me. This is fine. This you know me. <laughs> you know what? You I like know, keeping I things a surprise. That's okay. I'm not bothered. <laughs> no. I'm sure you can't see you Martin not. trembling in fury. <laughs> fury at the circumstances I am finding myself in. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> my monsters! My beautiful monsters! <laughs> They're gonna all die. <laughs> what else do you got? Uh, I got Bloodline Paragon, which gives me access to these spells. Mm-hmm. Then I also got Legendary Spellcasting. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? Again, don't even mind. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a general feat, because that's exactly what I needed. Yeah, at, at level, level 19. What did you get? What's the general feat? I just got Die Hard. Yeah, I mean, listen, actually, of all things, Die Hard's pretty useful, so, eh. I feel like it'd be useful now, too, so, you know. Yeah, considering everything. Considering everything, the things to come. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it's a good place for us to hop into character now. Um, as you're walking through this uh, foggy pass, I don't think there's even snow under your feet anymore. It's just, like, rocks and gravel. But the air is really cold. Um, there's no wind. It's just a heavy fog all over you. How are you all doing? Cold. Other than what we what we previously said. <laughs> Other than what you previously said, what are you up to now? I'm I'm, I'm trusting you into character. <laughs> uh, uh, Ariadne, I think is probably just looking around, semi anxiously. Yeah. Uh, that blue is chattering his teeth, uh, comedically. <laughs> Rattling bones. Where are he's chilling, literally. Um, Volu is kind of just, like, walking beside her. Uh, and he, like, kind of, like, nudges her, he's like, How are you doing? I am fine. Yes. <laughs> Vindicated. I, I love being correct, is the thing. It's kind of fun. <laughs> People are like, oh, Rari, you can be wrong sometimes. No, I don't <laughs> think so. I think advanced. that I've been right the entire time. Mm, I mean, I suppose that I've been wrong about, like... No, I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I think anything that anybody could come up with is fake and gay. And K. And K. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just glad. Okay, I'm glad for you. And I think, Rary, that's when you hear a another voice uh, that was is not part of all of your group, and it kind of over your shoulder says, "As am I." What? Huh? And uh, you turn around and look back, and uh, you see something that seems to have been following you for quite some time, judging by the steps and the like gravel behind it. And guys, holy fuck! 
I don't think that you were invited to this. There is a creature behind you, Roar Harry. Uh, it's... Oh boy, um, so it's got the skull of a bull. Hey. And it's got, like, long, flapping, like, cloaks that seem to be kind of, like, blowing even though there isn't any wind. And as you look at it, you realize there is... You think at first it's a skeleton with, like, the head of a bull? Mm-hmm. But no, it... None of these bones fit together. Not even, like, they don't... Like, you can tell it's obvious that they don't belong to the same animals. That's for sure. But it's more like, um... They don't even connect together the way bones do. Mm-hmm. They kind of, like, stick together. Like, the long side of a femur will, like connect up to the other long side of a femur and or like they'll make crosses here and there like they are not stuck together the way that a skeleton's bones would be they're literally just grouped together in a cluster into something that is vaguely humanoid um it stands around 13 feet tall it is bent over quite hard to kind of like have its skull poking over your shoulder and it is fucking horrifying (laughs) very obviously undead I'll say that much Mm-hmm. What do you guys do to that? It's just fucking standing there? Oh no, it was fo- it was walking alongside behind you. You didn't hear it until it was too late. Uh, is it doing anything? It's just like floating behind us? Well, I just said it was happy for Rayari. Can we help you? If you so choose, I would much appreciate being given your bones. Uh, how long I have you been to hand like out? my bones in my body, sir. Thank you. <laughs> the, do we? Do you have extra bones on you, Volio? Uh, I do, but I don't want to give them away. They're mine. Could you? Could you perhaps give him the bones, Volio? What are you going to give me? It'll turn, huh? Secrets, lore of those long past before us. Th- that could be useful, Volio. So could my bones. It would be, would be interesting. Oh, my fucking god, Volio. <laughs> you ne- you don't need all of those bones. That's so nice, and I like so. I like my two legs bones. Not my I... human bones. <sighs> Ugh, he reaches into his fucking bag. What bone do you pull out? Um, hold on, let me see. Uh, yeah, he takes out like um. Do dinosaurs have femurs? Do T Rexes have femurs? Yeah, they they definitely do. Okay, he gives him like a femur, maybe. Uh. He, the biggest bone in the body? No, he has a skull. It's not the biggest bone. Okay, well, you know what, sure. The longest bone in the body. He does take the femur. And when you see he holds it, um, you see he, like, the, he kind of, like, it's almost like he swallows the bone into himself. Not through the mouth, but, like, into the massive bones that are making up his body. And you see it, even though it's quite large, um, splitting up into smaller bones and being redistributed and he lets out kind of like <sighs> I see fields 
It hadn't seen fields before. It was so used to the caverns below. The troglodytes which brought it here. It wanted to roam, to hunt, but it was bound in servitude to its masters. It felt excited when you killed it, because this was another journey it had not yet made. That's depressing. That tends to be. You can read people from bones? I am the bone auger. It is my power. I may uh, I take the memories from those who have died and bring them into something greater. Uh, Do you guys want to make a fucking religion check on this bitch? (laughs) Yes, I would. Volio considers removing a bone from the lich hand. Just a bone. A bone. (laughs) Five. 38. Uh, 42. Okay, Ariadu, you know what this thing is. This is a skull taker. Um, they are scary, but not always evil. Um, mostly, though. They're undead, and you know how undead are. Um, the point is that it's not necessarily immediately hostile to you. Um, a skull taker's big thing is that they can use skeletal lore. A skull taker can tap into the memories of the creatures whose bones make up its body. Uh, it can make recon knowledge checks of any kind. Um, it's very good at these. It can speak and understand all the languages known by creatures whose bones make up its body. And um, yeah, it's really good. It's also quite dangerous if you fight it, so be careful. Hmm. That's what you know, Ariato. Sick. Riari. You think this thing is a big, scary, fucking bull-boned creature. And Volio, you think this is... You've met vampires before. You know a vampire now. Your fangs are kind of short for a vampire. That's not a vampire. You're like a big bone creature. You're saying I'm wrong? Yes. Fuck you. <laughs> oh my god. The... The bone auger kind of, like, leans in a little bit. Uh, as you're, like, it kind of, like, starts walking a little bit. Like, it wants you to keep walking through the pass. Mm-hmm. And it says, It is curious. Normally, it takes many years before another pa- uh, traveler comes through this place. Before you, however, only months ago, Many of the troglodytes came through here. I see. Were they... Do you know where they went? Yes, I do. Their bones made up the Windwalkers. Oh! Hmm. Um, he kind of, like, uh, looks up a little bit and says, They were afraid. Sarvel Everhunger chose them from the crowd and gave it to the to the Windwalkers to give them safe passage through this area. They were devoured alive and turned into beings of hunger. One of them tried to follow. It did not last long against me. Its bones were salty and yet sweeter than one might expect at the same times. 
Yes, that's great. You um, seem fun at parties. <laughs> uh, Many a... I have not gone to a party. <laughs> that's fun. Um, so you do know this event, then, right? No? Oh, yes, and I know what they intend to do. Oh, yes. Could you point him out to us? You must keep walk along this road. I'll give you tea. This that is the path taken by the Troglodyte War Champion, a favored prophet of the demon lords of Gavizeb, Sarvel Everhunger. Oh, that guy. Is he with them? Yes. Oh shit. He came true here, seeking to perform a ritual. Oh, yes. He kind of turns and looks at you all, and his eyes are hollow, but there's like a look in them as he says these next words. He wants to perform the extinction curse. <laughs> the vibes? Sorry, that was out of character. The ex- is he trying to make this place extinct? Or the, the humans extinct? The fuck is it his extinction curse? A ritual made by the god who created this land. <laughs> Why? Oh my god. What? A traveler came here looking to learn more once 300 years ago. His bones tasted cold, like a mint leaf. He knew all about this ritual. Aridan knew that he was creating a civilization of men who could become gods by giving them the Starstone. But what if, say, one of the gods that was created was a monster? Something that Aradin could not abide by? What if the nation of men he created became a problem, much like ancient Aslan had? Oh my god. So he made a fucking kill switch? A failsafe, for should the islands fail. But he made it so that none could easily undertake this task. The five Aeon Orbs, which he used to give life, also served to protect from the extinction curse. To perform it, one must be in the one place in the entire Isle of Cortos where you can see all five, from atop his tower in the Vale of Aradin. The Aeon Orbs would need to be extinguished for this ritual to work. And the only one with the power to extinguish these orbs was himself, which he had connected his very soul to. And gazing out upon where they once stood, protecting the world, he would be able to reduce the Isle of Cortos into dust, sinking it beneath the waves in a series of cataclysms and plagues which would take place over the course of a single day. Such was the punishment that Aradin had devised for the Isle of Cortos, should they squander the gift that he had given them. Oh god. Oh my fucking god. Deep Mount Everhunger intended to use the extinction curse to destroy the Isle of Cortos. However, he and his cronies soon found the Aeon Orbs to be. And he kind of tilt, rolls his head a little bit more resilient than he had expected. Okay. 
And yet, soon after, Everhunger found an exploit. A flaw in the safeguards Arden had left behind. For while in life the only one who would be able to use the Extinction Curse was he, for he was the only one who could stop the Aeon Orbs. Once Arden had died, the Orbs too slowly begin to pass away. While it would not take a single day like he had hoped, the Extinction Curse was indeed still possible thanks to the slowly dying Orbs. Everhunger is no fool. He understood that regardless, taking half a year to perform this ritual gave people more time to rally up against him. And so he gathered armies of his followers to try expedite the process, find a way to destroy the Aeon Orbs regardless, and shave weeks, perhaps months off the cast time it would take for this ritual to be complete. None were successful. But he has since been working on completing this ritual every day for the last half year. Soon, the extinction curse will be complete. And when it is, a beautiful feast for Zevgavizeb will be prepared with the countless souls lost in the cataclysms that he brings on. The island will sink beneath the waves, uh, cataclysmic earthquakes will split cities the mountains themselves will turn to sand and blot out all life storms will rage and what was once the isle of Cortos shall become an eternal hurricane a sinkhole in the middle of the inner sea oh wow this is less than ideal (laughs) Well, it's a good thing that we are here. Um, you are the circus of wayward wonders. Huh? Oh, You're well, a fan. you. I see. The bones of the Zulgat despised you. Yes, I'm sure Shit they do. do. Yeah, yeah. It was your meddling that has forced this ritual to go from days to months. Well, you know, I don't really like the idea of going extinct. Kind of sucks. Your time is running out. Do you know know what direction they're going? You must continue forward into the Vale of Aridon. Beyond here, you will uncover the trials. You must uh, perform these trials in order to uh, pass into his inner sanctum. And it is there that you will be able to stop him. By now, the only way to end this ritual is to kill Savel Everhunger. That's fair. That's been the plan since day. When did we figure out his name? Uh, was it day one? I don't remember. No. One to ten. Day one <laughs> to ten, somewhere around there. Somewhere. You know, I actually do think it was like a week. <laughs> you found his. Uh, you found out Everhunger's name back in Aberton. Yeah. Wow. And then we were like, yeah, we're gonna end him. End this man's life. So true. Um. The bone auger kind of tilts its head to look at you all and says, and he kind of lifts his hand and says, 50 feet from here, the mist will part. This was Aradin's uh, final protection to stop those who, who did not deserve to find the veil of Aradin. But now, just beyond it, you will find his greatest treasure. Aradin's home. 
I wish you well, travelers. For if the extinction curse comes to pass... And he does the scariest fucking shit. You... This is horrible. This bull's skull grins at you. Yeah. There will be no bones for me to feast. Uh, we will make sure that there are bones and that none of us die, but there are bones left for you. What the, is, this, is this ideal for you? He, he continues grinning, and he just stops walking, and he kind of, like, just points and says, Good luck. Mm, have a good day. Thank you for your help. Uh, as he passes, Volio puts some molars into his hand. He immediately just kind of slurps them up into his body. Why do you have so many? A treat. A treat? You, uh, you literally, you don't eat bones. He tooth into his mouth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ariato, he's being disgusting again. <laughs> While they aren't looking, he pops it back up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you look back over your shoulder, the bone locker is gone. Oh, he's disappeared. Mm. I see. Yeah, um, Rari, while they're walking, is like, well, how's everyone feeling about the fucking extinction curse? Very cool that we have at our very fingertips um, the tools to destroy our entire home. One said it's going to happen, but it's trying to happen. Darkness. Love to see it. Don't you just... Isn't it great that we also? Isn't it great that we also got this power without even asking, without anybody asking? We just got it. <laughs> I seek about it every day before I go to bed. <laughs> it's fair. Huh? I don't really care about the power, though. So we have affection from all of them. All but one question mark. Oh yes. But no one knows where that one is, so... If almost falls ahead. Yeah, we're close enough. <laughs> the ones that matter, you but have. it's scary. Are they fucked up? Well, according to the Bone Augur, you now have mere days before the Extinction Curse is complete. And by, not, by like, keeping these safeguards, which is apparently what the Aeon Orbs were and why the Zugats want to destroy them... By keeping the safeguards up, you slow down the extinction curse a lot, but it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you just have to pass through one last set of tests, apparently. That's fun. Joy. Are you all ready to move out uh, the final pass and into the Vale of yep. Aradon? Mm-hmm. Yep. Shaking. Well, you walk. And the path kind of, like, as you make that 50-foot trek, the path kind of widens suddenly. And then, like, only a few steps later, the fog lifts completely. And, fellas, oh, shit. (laughs) It's, um, as this fog clears, you see a crystal clear view a wide secluded valley. At the southeast of the vale is the deep green of a dense forest where drier hills rise to the northwest. Between them is a wide grassy plain marked with a single worn pathway. Not far along this trail is a small stone plaza 
marked with standing stones and t a tall statue. Far beyond it is a lake with waters of a pristine turquoise blue. At the valley's far end rises a steep-sided mountain peak, crowned by a simple tower with a rich green hue, visible even at this great distance. Welcome, everyone, to the Trials of Aradin. Um, I will give you immediately the vibe you're getting from this. Mm -hmm. It's like Greek myth. Cool. <laughs> Everything, like, all the constructions you see are, like, they look like something from, like, the Tales of Hercules or something, yes. you know? It does. Um, the trees are perfect. The grass is perfect. Everything is so beautiful. It makes sense that this was where Aradin, like, called home, because this looks like heaven. Mm-hmm. What do you guys do? Because holy shit. Holy crap. You lived like this? <laughs> and didn't share. So. Fucking bastard. Well. Uh, Volio starts walking along the path. Um. No time to lose? Yeah, let's... Yeah. 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 Cool, let's see if they've desecrated it. <laughs> um, are you going to make your way towards that uh, stone plaza up the yeah. road? Okay. Well, as you walk, you see two statues of the same man facing one another here, about a hundred feet apart. The statue to the east wears a simple tunic and leggings and holds an iconic shepherd's crook, shielding his eyes as, as he gazes out across the valley. Um oblivious to the bird droppings that streak his worn granite. On the opposite side of the road, a uh, mossy water-stained stone takes the shape of the man, uh, of a man in tattered rags, sitting with his back to the wall, one empty hand extended warily before him. Mm -hmm. Do you guys want to make, like, uh, religion checks as you look at these things? Yeah. Yes. I hope I roll in that one. Thirty-three. Five again. The vampire. Uh, Forty-five. Okay. <laughs> Ariado, you, you can tell really easily, and I think Royari, you do too. Volio, you're like, who made this his statue of an ugly man? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Royari and <laughs> Royari and Ariato, you both recognize very quickly that these are statues of Aridon. But more specifically, Ariato, you very quickly realize that these aren't just statues of Aradin. These are of the twelve, uh, the twelve faces of Aradin. Oh, okay. Remember back in uh, Moonstone Hall, Aradin had twelve disguises he would use to blend in among men. Here, you see clearly the shepherd and the beggar. Oh, cool. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Um, what do you what do you do as you like kind of stand here looking at them? Put a funny article of clothing. Uh, he's like, what's uh, he's ugly. Um, <laughs> Folio covers his face with a fucking robe. 
of uh, god, please. As they, they are tall statues, I will say. They're like 20 feet tall. You would have to climb up. Uh, Volio flies up to put a robe around his face. Okay. Uh, as you're doing that, you hear a voice kind of bellowing out at you. Yeah. And it says, uh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Bad and idea. you look over to it, and you don't know how you didn't see her, because holy fucking shit! <laughs> she is massive! Oh my god, hi. A giant. She is so fucking big! <laughs> a giant woman. Um, a woman approach is kind of like making her way uh, towards you all. Fellas, there's no easy way to say this. She's 200 feet tall. Uh, I love women. She is so, so big. Um, she is wearing this, like, uh, beautiful <coughs> armor, um, which is uh, carved with images of pastoral farmlands. And uh, kind of like around uh, her neck, you see, like, beautiful carvings of sheep. Um... She has short black hair, almost like, um, in kind of a pixie cut, I guess? Um, and her eyes are completely golden. Like, there is no pupils or irises, it is just pure gold. Uh, and as she smiles at you, it's almost reassuring. And, uh, she walks towards you all, uh, a massive, um, crook in her hand. Uh, like a shepherd's crook. And, uh, she kind of smiles and says... I don't suppose you'd all mind getting down from the statues. I'm not on the statue. Technically, I'm not touching it. I'm hovering next to it, and he, like, flaps his wings. Uh, And she kind of smiles again and says, Well, in that case, I don't suppose you'd mind avoiding doing whatever you were about to do. I was just giving him a funny head, and he, like, floats down. I was not doing that. Uh, I think she, as she gets very close to you all now, it she is big. It's big. She has to kneel down, I think, so you can actually see her. Uh, she gets on one knee and looks down at you all and says, So, who are you, Tree? In the... I'm Fulio. My name is Rayari. Sun's on Earth. Hello. I'm Ariato. Hi. Greetings. Royari Sansarnax, Volio, and Ariato. My name is Arloser. Um, do you live I- here? Yes. I am a shepherd. Oh. Damn. Um, do you guys want to make me... Uh, oh gosh, what would this be? Uh, do you want to make me a society check? Okay. Society. Hmm. 40. 37. 69. Uh. I thought that was actually <laughs> for a second. Eight. She's big, Ouch. Julio. She's big. She's big. Rayari, she's big. Oh, mama. <laughs> Rayari is too busy being attracted to her. Yeah. Um, like I said, she's extremely gorgeous. But, Ariato, I don't think even you... You don't know much about them. Because you did fail your role. But I think you do know what she is. This is a titan. Oh! You know, like from Greek myths. Oh! Like from stories. Um, specifically... You don't know much about the titans. 
you know that they are scary. Um, you're pretty sure you remember stories about these guys being like the first creations of the gods and then they turned on the gods and had a war with the gods and they're bad, 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 bad news. Hmm. Scary. You're the only one who knows this. <laughs> or else they call a pretty big lady. Herado looks up at her, blinks, and just goes with it <laughs> for right now. <laughs> she's just gonna go with it. She's not gonna provoke. She's just gonna fucking stay as though she knows nothing. <laughs> she's like, I'm not uh, shit. Well, I think she's going to make a perception check. I mean, grape juice out of him. Uh, okay, what is your deception DC, Ariato? That's my deception plus 10, right? Yep. Uh... <laughs> Does my, uh, improvised skill thing come into play here? No. Not here, I'm afraid. Okay, then my deception DC is a 16. Ouch. Uh -oh. So, Ariato, I think you try to play along with it, but for a second, you do let out a, ah! <laughs> and then you, like, play, play it cool and stuff. But she did roll a 43. Ouch. And she kind of looms and looks down at you, and she smiles and says, Is that fear I see in you, young lady? I'm fine. Are you okay? What? Are you alright? I don't expect you to not be afraid. I am fully aware of the reputation us Titans have. Now all of you are like, oh, because, yeah, the Titans. Oh, oh, you're a, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Worry not. I am not a Tenotic Titan. I didn't fight against the gods. I am an Elysian Titan. We stayed loyal to them and were rewarded for our service. Okay, well, that's, that changes everything. Hi. She she smiles very warmly, and uh, she, she looks like she'd nearly ruffle your hair if you weren't so, so small compared to her. Yeah, she'd crush me. <laughs> uh, but she smiles down at you all and says, So you have come here for what purpose? Have you have you seen Zulgath by any chance? The Zulgath. Well, finally, is it guys? Yes. Make very... me a diplomacy check. Okay, I will do this. Oh, it's not a good roll. Uh, it's a forty. I'm gonna start. Yeah, forty that passes. <laughs> she kind of weighs your response for a second, like she's looking at you. And she says, foul-smelling lizards, yes. Yeah, the, they, like, yell and stuff about Shout how the much they... We called them in ages past. Well, they're still called that. It's just that they... Bitches, I we think call that them they now. Like being called as well. Well, that's too. We do call them bitches. They passed through here some months ago with... Great lizards and demons. They've been staying they here still for here? some time. Well, um, it's we're here to get rid of them. To stop them. They have already claimed their titles and ascended onto the God's Tower, yet some linger in the Vale. 
and you're like, what, 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 what? This I'm sorry, could you could you explain some of that? Um, I literally have no idea what that means. I am simply one person. Well, and she kind of like, uh, she kind of lo- like slowly turns her head and looks out, like almost like she's looking at something off in the distance before turning back to you and says, what are your questions? I will help you in any way I can. What are these trials? You mentioned a trial that the other Zulgath have already succeeded at and something about godhood and um, what? And also, how can we do those? Do you see this statue over here? And she points at uh, the statue of the beggar and the shepherd. That's indeed correct. These are the guises taken by a god as he walked among mortals. Each statue is a trial to determine whether you are like him in his estimation. Those unlike the god are barred from his tower. The more of the god's guises you wear, the more easily you can enter. We have to be like him? (sighs) No, more that you must be able to do the same as him. Ah. Observe. And she kind of points at the statues nearby. How do you know what to do for each trial? What guise does the god wear? What does he do in that guise? How can you do the same? She then points at the statue of the beggar. Here the god is a beggar, asking for aid. In asking me, you have done the same. Go to that statue and you'll see that you are already like him, in this guise at least. Oh. Okay. Okay. Alright, like sort of uh walks over a little bit a, a little nervous a little fruity um um do you go up to the statue of the beggar and uh yes so like I said it is a statue of Aradin um and he's wearing shabby clothes uh, he is barefoot um and he's kind of like sitting with a palm outstretched uh wearing a cloak um almost like he's asking you for aid and as you approach it, um, for a second, uh, you all kind of feel a shimmer. And uh, suddenly over all of you, you feel a um, a quasi-real beggar's cloak over each of you. Oh. Another cloak. Sick, another one. Uh, it's, it's, it's like made of like light nearly. Um, and mm-hmm. it's not there. It's just like you'll see like reflections and like you might see like a glint of it every once in a while. And you can feel in your heart a kinship with this statue. Mm-hmm. You, I, t- I think each of you t- thinks back to a time that you asked for help. Royari, you remember your childhood out on the streets. Volio, you remember your many journeys. There were almost certainly times where you didn't have enough coin and needed to ask someone for aid. And Ariado, you remember just like asking for food from other people when you were at Mr. Stusklight's. You've all been the beggar before. As was Aradin, when he had lost everything when Aslan fell, and he needed to rely on the kindness of others to survive. Um, and I think uh, Ilostel looks down at you all, and she says, There are twelve titles you may gain. You could simply take merely four. 
once you've taken four titles, you will have basic access to the valley and the tower. <laughs> this means that once you have uh, completed the four trials, you may, if you choose, leave the Vale of Iridan behind. However, if you stay and gain more, you will gain more power. If you gain eight titles, you'll have some area of control over the area. Hmm. What about all twelve? Um, if you gain all twelve... I cannot tell you much, but this will have uh, rewards for you once you enter the tower. Inside you will find many of the previous belongings of Iridan, and only by proving them yourself worthy of them will you be able to wield them, legendary artifacts and relics that they are. Ah. I see. If you wish to know about the troglodytes, true trial and error under their leader's uh, rule, they hurled the titles of artisan, fisher, hunter, merchant, scholar, soldier, tailor, and teeth. Completing these trials will revoke them from the Zulgat and impair their leader from his ability to command the Verdant Beacon's defense. However, I must warn you, Sarvel er, their leader recognizes this as a possibility and has left many guardians around. Additionally, you will find that Aradin himself did too. You would be wise not to get in the way of his, uh, of his protections, as it were. Hmm. You will recognize them when you see them. And she smiles and says, he is not a subtle man. I noticed. You do notice one other thing about when she says that. Mm -hmm. The use of present tense. Um, Rayari uh, raises their hand like they're in a classroom. Um, I do have another question, Um, if, if that's okay. Yes. What do you- you're using present tense? I am. But Aridin's... I thought Aridin was dead. She kind of pauses, and she nods and says, We all die in due time, save the Lady of Graves herself. Well, yes, that's true, but... We don't still refer to people in the present tense once they've passed. At least typically. Not unless they're like a ghost or something. Mm. Even that's a ghost. No. No. It's because I didn't know he was still... I didn't know he was dead, you see. Oh, my god. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, Rayari, uh, Rayari kind of like uh, puts a hand to uh, her chest and is like, I did not know. It was a hundred years ago. So recently. Mm-hmm. Yes, it... Yeah. Um, it was a pretty important. It was a big event. It was a pretty big event. Um, because there were my the, my guardians, my my family worshipped him. They're very very fucking old. Um, for humans. Um, and they recalled losing their powers. I'm sure that must have been a tragic event. Oh yes, a massive one. I was there for it. You are so old. You are a baby. What age are you, friend elf? Oh, <laughs> 130-something, give or take. You are not old. I am not, no. How old are you? At my, I stopped counting at 20,000. 
Holy shit. I am old. Oh, wow. You've been around. You, you have been Damn. around. And it is within these last 5,000 years, t uh, tending to this flock, that I have felt most at peace. You look great for your age. Genuinely. She kind of, like, raises a hand very slowly, <laughs> and then she kind of, like, flips it at you. You flatter me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she, uh, sits and says, You have already gained one of the, uh, many, of the many, uh, veils. Mm -hmm. If you would like, I may give you guidance on your next one. Oh, but yes. from there, it is your, uh, it is your journey through this veil that shall unlock new, uh, titles for you to wield. You would be so kind. And, uh, she, uh, points at the statue of the shepherd and she says, this statue is the one I work for. Oh, yes, you're a shepherd. I am, but alas, my flock has wandered afield. Each time I bring a beast here, it wanders off as I search for the next. Will you return my lost flock to me? Sure. Yes. Yes, of course. She smiles and uh, she kind of like comes and like she shifts a little bit and then with a titanic rumble that kind of like nearly shakes all of you, she takes a seat on the floor and says, It would be nice to rest. I owe you my tanks, adventurers. Anytime. Yes, yes. So you uh, are going to have to go looking for these sheep. Mm-hmm. They seem to be scattered, like, uh, it looks like you don't see any flocks, but you can see, like, stuff out there in the wilds. Um, you're probably going to need to go looking for them. Mm -hmm. So, it really comes down to you. You could either haphazardously find them as you make your way around, and eventually bring them back to Ilisa, or you can go actively seeking them, uh, giving up your own, like, uh, decisions of where you're headed next, in order to um, specifically seek out these sheep and if you find stuff along the way, you do, you know? <laughs> what do you guys do? Yes, we go looking for some fucking I... sheep. Yeah. Uh, uh, Voluga's fucking hunting. Uh, uh, Rayari's like, Rayari's turning to Ariado like, yes, I think that we should go- Volia. <laughs> Where did he go? He's already flying around looking er for them. Ariado, he's gone off without asking again. At this point, at this point, we should just get used to it. I just want to keep track I of him. No, but he also has rainbow wings, so we can see them <laughs> within a mile. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Let's hurry before we don't get this blessing, and he does. Air? Dice will roll will return after these messages. Do you want to make a podcast, but you're just not sure where to start? Do what we did and try out Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. For one thing, it's free. There's also tons of uh, creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even some places I've never even heard of. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. 
So yeah, you want to make a show? Go for it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to Anchor FM to get started. We now return to Dice Will Roll. Okay. So, um, Volio, do you want to make me a survival check? Yeah. Flat check. 17. A 17? Mm-hmm. This is so funny. Yeah. You go the complete wrong direction. You have no idea where you're going. <laughs> What's the DC for that? Uh, well, let's see. Is it literally impossible for me unless I roll a uh, nat 20? Um... Because it's a flat check. My survival is nothing. Yeah, I'm gonna say, uh... No, you're you're not going to be able to do it, and you do crit fail. That's great. So, um, <laughs> um, I think you just kind of like wander randomly, <laughs> looking around, and you you don't know. Um, do you? My question is, um, do you guys stick to the path, or do you make your way away from the path? And Volio, you're the one who gets the highest say in this. Um, because you're the one who wandered off ahead of them. Volio, uh, yeah, I think because he fucked up so bad, he's just not following the trail at all. He's just gone off into the great fucking unknown. Okay, so you're not going anywhere near the trail. Yeah. Cool. Well, you spend an hour fucking around. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it's uh, after this hour is up, um, you are finding yourselves, uh, very much so just kind of around um eventually as you are like just wandering these paths Volio being like oh no I'm sure it's around this corner there's no corners it's an open field there are no sheep around um, Rayari puts a hand uh, a hand on their hips and is like we are going in nowhere this is no direction there are no sheep around we should go another way oh, I was doing so well I swear we've found the finding one. Volio, you were doing very poorly, and I love it's you for true. it. It's not true, you liked me. Okay. Ariato, you Ariato. see something. Oh. <laughs> There's a statue off over there in the distance. Oh, more statues. Ooh. Oh, let's look at that statue first before uh, we might be able to find the sheep on the way or something. Um, Do you want to make your way around? It's only about, like, um... It's not that far away. Is it, like, uh, or over the next hill, by the looks of it? So you have to do a bit of climbing, but it's, it's nothing you can't handle. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, as you kind of approach, uh, in the middle of nowhere, you see a statue, uh, about ten foot tall, of a barely clothed man standing at the foot of a gentle slope, holding a long swat of stone carved to resemble cloth draped over one arm. His opposite hand is empty, but from the rubble on the ground, it looks like it once held a stone needle and a tread. Much of the fabric has also been, well, quote-unquote fabric, it is made of stone, uh, has also been smashed and broken, and the sharp edges and chips of stone scattered nearby. A pair of Zulgat corpses lie sprawled at the statue's feet. Death hasn't improved their telltale stench. And they are partially decomposed. It's They've been oh here for a God. hot minute. What? Why are they... Dead? I mean, okay, but fuck. Is this the, the tailor? Ariato and Volio, you look at this and you get the feeling this looks like a tailor. This is a tailor's energy. Okay. Could be. Who knows? 
Oh, I love being a genius. Hmm. What did you guys do, though? Because mm -hmm. you don't know what this needs. This is... is just a... Like, he's got some jocks on, and that's it. It's a statue of Arden well, in his undies. It's time, it's time to strip nearly nude. That's a joke. Oh, perfect. If the volume starts on buckling. Yes. Oh, well. <laughs> I thought I was the allosexual here. <laughs> you are. The noises there that both Boat Royari and Ariadne made. That was the sound of Ariadne saying, no, absolutely not, don't do that. And that noise that Royari made was all, well, I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> Volio, Volio does the pose that the fucking statue is doing, I guess, if no one stops him. Do you strip down to your jocks and pose like him? Yeah. What else could it be? Well, Volio, <laughs> fucking nothing happens. Well, this is so very unfair. He does look good. Aradin. No, I thought about Volio. No, no. <laughs> no, Rary is, is, is uh, raising their fist and, and shaking it and being like, Aradin, he's doing the goddamn pose. Is this not good enough for you? Oh, wait. Uh, what if I look fashionable? Uh, Volio takes out that robe that he had earlier. The, uh, fun fact, the ones that he took from the, uh... Oh, fuck. What was that Fulgrimage blade? The Hermitage of Blessed Lightning? Hermitage of Blessed Lightning, yeah, he took it from there. Uh, he puts it. He puts the robe on, and he, he looks really good. You're standing there in gray, in your fucking underpants, and like a gray, like hermit's robe. Yeah, he looks great. You look great. <laughs> Fantastic. You do. If I hem the bottom, will it look? Um. If you'd like, you could try make maybe like a religion check. <laughs> but these will be secret checks because I want to be able to ch like I need if you multiple people succeed or fail I need no don't roll it yourself <laughs> okay my my religion this is a religion check yeah tell me all your religion DCs and I'm gonna give you what you think might be able to religion help DC okay <laughs> help you with this 26. plus zero okay. no it's 28 28 for Royari a zero for Volio and Ariato uh, wait, DC or modifier? Modifier. Modifier. Okay, 31. Okay. So, let's see. So, Rieri, okay. 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 Um, so, Volio, with your role, you are bitter and confused as to why this isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> He's so mad. He's got his ass out. Um... Ariadne and Royari, you do, you do some quick thinking, and you're like, well, if this is a tailor, what does a tailor do? They make clothes. Maybe if you yeah. dress this, because tailors don't have a habit of standing around in their underpants. Maybe if you guys make some clothes for the tailor, you'll be able to do something. How big is the statue? It's about ten feet tall. Okay, that's not gigantic. Oh, fuck. I, do I have... Don't bring fabric along with me, not that I'm. If only there were somewhere here with a legendary crafting feat called Craft Anything. Oh lol. <laughs> I do have that. Uh <laughs> Yeah, Volio, but you're not aware of this thing is the problem. You're yeah, no. currently stumping your foot into the statue. Volio! <laughs> mm, um, yes. Why don't we try another another solution? 
uh, than standing around nearly naked. Not that I am upset by this. You are very handsome. Um, Thank you. Do you like my teeth? Your what? My teeth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I heard. <laughs> I thought that you said tits. I did. You did? Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. Ariato, he's saying things to me. <laughs> you are... Yes, I love your tits. Um, My voluptuous booba. Okay. Anyways, Mr. Folio. My god. Um, so this statue is naked, nearly, right? <laughs> the thing is... T- the idea of a tailor, they make clothes, right? Yeah. Why don't we make clothes for it? Oh! And you can make uh, things, right? You've yes. you stuff on your person all the time. I've never made clothes, but can't be that far. You could. <gasps> Polio. Yes? You could dress him like a clown. <gasps> Ooh! I you could. Oh make him, you could make him clown's clothing. Oh. You'd have my. to sew it onto him, I think, because it's a statue, but I think that you can handle that. Yeah. Well, if it's just fucking. Um, Pants and everything back on, and he, he takes out like those robes. Mm-hmm. Can't believe those are coming in handy. Uh, and I think he tries these to, robes like, that you've had since literally book one. Yeah, literally. Uh, <laughs> that I just took for the fuck of it. Oh my god. Um, he he makes a nice little toga. Well, I it's think. good. It's gonna take you some time to do this. I'll say that much. Yeah, that's fine. You know what I think that they do in the meantime? You know what I think that they do in the meantime while, Voli- while Volio is doing that? I think that they have lunch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you Rayari, can have lunch. You can Rayari, have a little picnic. Rayari has, as, as soon as Volio's like, I'm going to start sewing, Rayari's like, okay, and pulls out the picnic blanket. <laughs> do you have a random picnic blanket? I mean, in character, I, I, I like, in, in mechanics, no, I don't have shit. Do I think that Rayari would have stuff like that on hand at all times? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, sure. And I will say, there are, like, uh, some trees nearby. I think, Ariato, you can kind of, like, go check them out while Rayari's prepping, and you find that there's, like, um, like, really delicious fruits growing from these trees, like a lot of peaches. Ooh, okay. Uh, and you kind of pick them. Uh, Volio uh, starts getting to work with his alchemical uh, items and uh, his I think that's how you're gonna dye this stuff, right? Like by using your alchemical solvents to literally like make colors on these gray robes. You gotta bleach them first, and you gotta like kind of sew them together and cut and stuff. You like these are the G. I think just things you randomly have because Volio collects stuff. Um, but yeah, you have a lovely lunchtime together. Um, this is gonna take you about four hours, so it's gonna be starting getting close to evening time uh, by the time that you are done, Volio. But honestly. Mm-hmm. Ariadne, you were anxious earlier. There is something about this place that is immediately just calming your nerves. Even though you know you're closer to the rest of your family than ever before, which is a terrifying sentiment, this place just kind of makes you feel at ease. Thank goodness. She needs time to not think about anything for a while. (laughs) Yeah, she deserves it. Um, And I think it's about one hour in, I'd like you all to make me a perception check. Okay. 36. 36. 41. Yeah, okay. You hear them coming. You have enough time to hide. Something is... What? You hear it coming. What the fuck? Stop. 
Stop. Stop. Stop. Stop. Uh, something big is coming your way. And it's not Eliosa. You can see her off in the distance, uh, even though she is like something like... Yeah, she's like two miles from you. You can see her uh, near the entrance, just kind of taking a little nap. She is not the one making these stomping noises. Something is coming, and you all hear it, and it's getting pretty close. What do you do? Oh, she's... Uh, let's hide. Yes, let's hide. Uh, I want you all to make me a stealth check. Where are you going to hide? Behind the statue. Okay, you're going to assume the same pose as the statue and hide behind it. Yeah. Oh my god, like a fucking cartoon. Okay. <laughs> Uh, make me a stealth check, Roelio. 43. God, God fucking damn! That's a 20. God damn! He does it so well. <laughs> okay. Ariadne, make me that stealth check as well. Uh, okay. <coughs> uh, this is gonna have a plus 19 to it, so... Okay. That's, uh... Ouch. That's not good, girl. Yeah, this is 27. Okay. A 27 is not your best roll. However, no. Volio did get a nat 20, so I think it's gonna help you. Uh, Roryari, you duck behind along the hills. And Ariato, I think you panic for a second. It's not that you hide poorly. It's that you're, like, looking around like, fuck, where do I hide? Where do I hide? Um, and then you see Volio, uh, like, kind of duck behind that statue, and you're like, right, shit, I'll go behind the peach tree. And you do it just in time. And then you see some stuff walking by. It's Aridon. What? Well, it looks like him. It's another statue of Aridon. The problem oh, here the is that this statue of Aridon, standing 20 feet tall, is made of this, like, dark purple metal. And, uh, where his head is, it kind of opens up into this massive flame. Uh, almost not a natural flame it almost looks like uh, the flame of a gas cooker or something um, just powering out of his skull and he is holding like a golden sword as he walks and he is not alone there's four of them oh my god and you guys remember distinctly uh, Ilosa saying you will recognize uh, the protections that Aradin left well? Yeah, they literally just look like Aridon. Damn, okay. <laughs> Do you guys want to make me a crafting check of some kind? Or an arcana check, maybe? Yeah, crafting. <laughs> guys, I'm, guys, I'm gonna try to roll. <laughs> I'm gonna try to roll, guys. Oh, shit! It's a 14. That's not too bad. It's 14. a flat 14. Ariato? Yeah. Crafting? Yep. Or arcana, or something, right? We're okay, no? Both a plus one, so this is gonna be a plus a plus nineteen to this. <laughs> Son of a fuck. Uh, <laughs> twenty-four. Uh, not even a twenty-four. Oh, yeah, no, it is a twenty-four. Okay, well, you don't do as badly as Royari, but you both of you are staring at these giant metal statues, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Those are big. But Volio, you very quickly recognize what metal they're made of. Mm-hmm. Adamantine. Oh. These are adamantine golems. Oh, that's cool. The most powerful mm. of all golems, really. And terrifying. 
Uh, they need so much of an extremely rare, nigh-indestructible metal to create that usually they're impossible to make unless you, like, go on mining expeditions into a decent planet or into the plane of Earth. This is a flex. Hmm. This is Arden flexing. Yeah, that's wow. fair. Uh, but uh, they kind dick. of, like, all move past, stomping as they go. And one of them stops at the statue and it looks at the statue real hard. And its head turns and it glances and it sees something on the ground. A picnic blanket. Oh no! It picks up the picnic man. It looks, it turns it over in its hand. And then it drops it, turns, and starts stomping away with the others. And they make their way off. It looks like they have a patrol circuit that they are following. And they just passed you. And just Holy like that, they're out of sight. Holy fuck. Probably will come out Holy now. Like, peeks his, Holy peeks his head out from uh, behind the statue. It's like, well, I didn't mean to. Yes. You didn't oh, know it was no. adamantine. I think Ariana yeah. just nods. She's not saying anything, she just nods. <laughs> they were giant. They looked really fucking strong. Hmm. When we're done here, if we follow close behind them, we won't really have much trouble with them. Well, yes. It's it's just like insane that that yeah. strong. We'll keep out of their way. <laughs> I don't want to fight them. That's for fucking sure. Uh, yes. We, we have enough to worry about with the fucking Zulgaf. They look scary. They are scary. Mm. How much longer does it take Bully to finish that song? Uh, it takes you another three hours. Okay. Oh, like, it is a It is a difficult task to make this, like, into a piece of clothing that seems to be enough for Aradin. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Like, you want this to look good, and, like, you try it a couple times halfway through, and you're like, eh, is this anything? And, like, knowing it happens, you're like, fuck's sake. Fine, I'll put effort into it. Um, ultimately, though, you do keep working on it. I need you to make me a crafting check to see if uh, the final result is good enough. Okay. Be mad funny if it wasn't. Yeah, it would be mad funny. 33. A 33? I just fucking jinxed it, asshole. Yeah. Huh? Well, let's see. You are never gonna guess what the act what the crafting DC was. Is it 32? It was 33, exactly. Oh my god! Um, see, it's not just that you- So you spend about four hours harvesting the correct materials from around, using your alchemical tools, sewing and cutting stuff, and ultimately, how does this final outfit that you made look? Um, it's like, uh, a little bit of a tunic a little bit of a dress. It's got, like, one sleeve. Uh, okay. Not really a sleeve, but, like, one, like, uh, um... Shoulder strap, I guess? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, like, kind of draped around the waist a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's a little bit asymmetrical. Okay. Um, it looks nice. It's, 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 it's a cute... It's look. It's a look. Um... Yeah, no, it is a look. Um, did you make it look clowny, or did you make it, like, just look generally really nice? 
How did I forget that I was supposed to make it look like a clown? <laughs> <laughs> I think Volio got too into it. Th- he got too into it. <laughs> he, he's like making this actual gorgeous piece of fashion. He oh. puts it on the statue. He looks at Oh, fuck. I was going to make it look... <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but as you put it on, all three of you suddenly feel a warmth passing through you. And I have a question. Oh. Tell me about the day that you first put on uh, an iconic piece of your outfit. So we're going to start with... Royari, what? How did you get your cloak, the red cloak? Um, I think that Royari got this cloak shortly after leaving that first circus. Okay. Um, not the circus as... of Wayward Wonders, and not uh, Mr. No. Stuffsides, the one that no, you ran we're... away to when you were a child their first one. I think that when they had to leave um, they got a cloak that reminded them of uh, the ringleader. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Rari tried it on regularly and was like mm, too straight and then put it on like draped over their shoulders the way that she does now and just never stopped wearing jackets like that. Okay. Zolio, when did you first get your neck ruffled? Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> it it was probably after he uh, stopped being a merchant. Uh, and How many years ago was that, started... give or take? <sighs> man, uh, 50? 50 years ago, wow. Uh, and he started actually looking into the circus. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've been, a, the way they, you've been a clown for more. 50 years. Yeah, about. Wow. Oh my okay. god. That's a long time <laughs> Putting to be a that clown. into a numbers perspective. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> he really he really had to decide to do that. Yeah. He did. He was he was on board per se with being a merchant, but um he wanted to try something new. Uh which he'll will do every so often. Um, would you would the clown thing have been the longest you've ever stuck to anything? Probably. So I know this is you, probably the yeah. longest place in life that he's stayed. Um, That's really interesting. But, yeah. Before he put on that, like, specific ruffle and tried to look more like a clown, he was more of a jester kind of guy. <laughs> um, which, it wasn't a neck ruffle, but uh, it was more of, like, a headpiece. But anyways. Yeah. The first time he put on that ruffle, I think he had bought it from... Uh, Probably a tailor. Um, <laughs> uh, and he had some money put aside for that. Um, and yeah, that was, they had probably a bunch in the store, but this was the one that caught his eye specifically. That's really it was nice, nice uh, big and fluffy, and it was a cream color. That's nice. And Ariato, when did you get your bow? Oh, man. It's hard to imagine Ariato without it. I think... You know what? I think that's actually, like, the first gift that she ever got from somebody. Oh my god. And I think she got it from Beelzebub. A a huge smile just crossed over my face. What age were you, Ariato, when you got this gift? 
Oh, she would have been small. I think she was like... I think she was around 8 or 10. Oh, wow. Oh, that, again, putting numbers onto it, you were so young. That is... You were living in dust lights as a child. Mm-hmm. Gosh, um... I'm sure, like, as, like, you... It probably meant the world to you, and Bales it up was probably really nice about it. As you got older, you probably realized how much it should probably cost her quite a lot to get it for you, considering how low her wages were. She was basically her sister. So yeah. she, she... She's been wearing that for a while, and she will wear it until she fucking dies. <laughs> That's really sweet. And as each of you... As each of you kind of, like, take in how much your outfits have meant to you over the years. You feel a kind of shimmer uh, of kind of like cloth over your arm and you've gained a title of tailor. Pretty cool, right? Cute. Very, very nice. Very cute. Um, it is getting to the evening. I will say that much. Um, <laughs> the sun is starting to set and this place really does just look like paradise. Um, that being said, you haven't gone into any fights today. Well, no, you didn't get any fights today. Um, so you're still, like, raring to go. What do you want to do now? Do you want to just randomly explore? Hope you find the sheep? Or do you want to go looking for them? Shall we go looking for the sheep while we look for something else's? Yes. Well, uh, do you want to make me a... Who wants to make the survival check this time? Oh, not me. I'll try it. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to roll with my real dice, actually. Hang on a second. Ooh, okay. Um, 43. 43? Holy shit. Yeah, I rolled an 18, and I have plus 25. Yeah, okay. Um, that's going to be a crit success. Yes! Um, you quickly, uh, you, like, find some tracks in the ground. Um, and let's see which one you find. Yeah, okay, I think you find uh, that there's some kind of heading to the south. Okay. Um, and as you're heading to the south, I need you to make me another uh, another stealth check. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So everyone, stealth, please. Mm-hmm. 43. 46. What the fuck? What the hell, Ritz? <laughs> another not 20! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Ariana, make... <laughs> A 35? Yeah. Yeah, you're all good. Um, you all okay, duck behind some bushes. Um, Volio <laughs> makes like like makes a silhouette of a bush and you all hide behind it. You do see, again, marching across your path, um, the, the golems uh, again. And they stop. And you actually see as they're stopping, they stop at another statue on the distance. Ooh. And they look at it. They don't see you guys and they keep walking. Sick. So, cool. Uh, you, you, by now, you've kind of guessed it probably takes them six hours to make a loop of the valley. Okay. okay. Because that's how long it took. And you were heading back nearly to the start uh, with Ariadna's uh, tracking. So you kind of guessed if it took you an hour to get there in the first place, and then four hours to make this thing, and then another hour to get back here, it's probably a six-hour loop that they're taking. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just bear that in mind. Okay. Uh, that being said, Ariado, as you are um, kind of 
looking around, uh, following these tracks, you do find... <gasps> oh, wow. Ariado, it's a big fucking sheep. <sighs> um, oh, yeah. It's the size of a bull. Big fluffy. Um, it's got golden eyes, uh, twisting horns, and a golden fleece. Mm. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that interesting, Ritz? The iconic baby. A very iconic baby. Um, do you guys want to make quick nature checks? Yes. Flat check, 17. 26. I just rolled poorly. <laughs> uh, 34. Okay. Um, so, Volio, you... It's a sheep. Volari, it's a big sheep. Ariadu, you actually have been told about these things by uh, Braylon. These are Elysian sheep. They are literally sheep from heaven. <laughs> uh, they're from the chaotic good plane. They're, they're they got good boy sheep. They're angel sheep. Hmm. Angel and they're from sheep. the chaotic good realm. The the implication being that these angel sheep love chaos. Well, you Ariana <laughs> knows that these themselves. They are actually neutral good creatures, which is wild for an animal to be a good aligned creature. Yeah, aren't animals typically true neutral? neutral? They don't have a concept of alignment. The, yep. because, except dogs. Except dogs. <laughs> Who are uh, all all good. Dogs. dogs are good. Well, some of them are bad dogs. No! No! Um, I disagree. Now, that being Die. said, Ariado, you can tell that uh, the Elysian sheep, one thing you know about them is that they are a little bit cowardly. No. So Leave you're, going, them alone. you're going to need to catch them. Uh oh. So I won't. We can roll combat if you want, or you, if you have a plan. They're not particularly dangerous creatures. I'll say that much. You, like maybe if you're like level one, they could be dangerous. They're like level seven creatures. Oh you're god. Okay. Okay. It's first of all, it's scary that there's just sheep that are level seven. Yeah, like the um, fact that there are sheep that are a bit more powerful than like gang leaders, for example. Like, this That's hilarious. Fucking... I love that. This so sheep. Much. <laughs> They are the, they are the size of kill. bulls, I remind you. They're big fucking sheep. They're, they're just mm. sheep. They're just sheep and we are level 19. Uh, but Rayari puts uh, hands on their hips and he's like, Um, we need to get that to that lady. It's large. Hmm. <laughs> Larger than I expected a sheep, but also I sh we should have probably expected it would be this big considering how big she is. It's also extremely cowardly, so if we approach it in any way, it'll run off. Mm -hmm. Oh! I have an idea. What direction is that lady in right now? What direction is she in? Uh, back towards the entrance, I believe. Why? Well, what if we... What if two of us moved so that we were around, uh, and one of, the, and one of us approached it so that it would run in the direction of, like, towards her? You know, you know what I mean? Like, sort of, like, surround. It's You're gonna try herd this, go this sheep? Yeah. I'm fast enough to... Uh, now, in fairness, it? the... the uh, she is something like... Um, yeah, she's about a mile and a half away from where you guys are. Well, they could they could try. They're, they're not... That's, that's like a, you know, if you want to try seven? chase the sheep for an entire mile, sure. Yeah, fuck it. Do you, do you guys want to try and chase a sheep for a mile? Absolutely. 
Um, there is a statue here. You can see it's on the distance. Uh, you would be walk- like you would be leaving it behind. You could come get it later, of course. But like, basically, oh. I'm asking: Do you want to go to the statue first, or do you want to chase the sheep? Mm. What's the statue? Uh, well, would you like to see it? Like, kind of look at it from where you are. Yeah. You can't really tell. It look like it. From where you are, it looks like a pretty standard statue of Aradin, from what you can tell. He's wearing, like, long huh. robes and, like, shoulder epaulets. Um, he looks fancy. He's carrying scrolls, but you can't really tell what he is from a distance. Mm-hmm. Huh. What do you guys think we should do? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I prefer to be able to... I would like to be able to help that, uh, that giant woman, but... Uh, we don't have to do that immediately if you guys want to do if you guys want to visit the statue first. Hmm. Let's see what the statue is. We could always catch up to the sheep. Sure. Okay. I will say the sheep does not look particularly fast. Yeah. Well, when you're a sheep. It, could, it looks a little fast. It is a pretty big sheep. It's a big, it's a big baby. We'll catch it. Don't worry. Well, you can sprint. Okay. Uh, do you want to? Uh, so, are you making your way towards this, uh, this um, statue of Aradin? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you start making your way closer, and as you approach, you realize something unfortunate. Hmm. You aren't alone. Oh. There are things at the statue. Oh, oh shit. And unfortunately, there are things that are somewhat familiar to you. Also, but. just so you know, just so everybody knows, the map, like around, the, like obviously there's stuff around, but all the grass is flowers everywhere, and it's very pretty. Yes, it's there, very, are, there are many. Again, I would make a Minecraft house here. Yeah, there are uh, buttercups everywhere in this place. But the point is, unfortunately, you do see some creatures. That is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, the path climbs a gentle rise amid the rolling plains to a wide plaza with aged cracked flagstones. A century-old tree stretches over the plaza's northwestern edge, providing a patch of shade over stone its roots have disrupted. At the center of the pavilion stands a ten-foot-tall statue of a man in tidy robes, a collection of rolled scrolls tucked under one arm. The north-south-east and uh, marble obelisks match the statue's height, inscribed with lines of archaic text. The Western Obelisk, in particular, is broken, smashed to pieces along the floor. But what you see standing around are Zulgat, three of them, wearing white cloaked robes. You can't even see much of them at the moment because they are so, like, cloaked in these robes. But what's with them is weird and tall. Um, it is size large, um, and it's got, like, black-plated chitinous armor. Um... It has, like, its hair is, like, long and spiky coming out the back. Um, almost like, um, I guess the best way of describing its hair is, like, a falcon's tail. Um, it's got metallic armor, but most wildly is a huge scorpion tail. And as you start approaching, you feel a familiar heat on your skins. Not the heat of the sun. No, no. That's Blightburn. Ah. Uh... Oh. 
That's mm. Blightburn Radiation. You feel that on your skin. And it's this giant ting that looks up as you approach, uh, that kind of, like, stands up immediately and points and lets out a few words in a tongue you can't speak. And the tree Zulgats whip around and points to point as well and start screeching at each other in undercommon. And you can hear them say, That's the Circus of Wayward Wonders! Quickly, smite them now before they get us! Let's roll initiative, everyone. Uh, actually, no, I won't roll. Why did I go to 32? 28. Okay. So, uh, top of the order are the Zulgats. And uh, these cloaked Zulgats, uh, before you can even get close enough to get a good look at them, uh, they're going to start backing the fuck up. Um, mm-hmm. Like, they run the opposite direction still, facing you, but, like, each of them sprints away from you, not wanting to get close. And, um... They immediately start casting spells, and I need everyone to make me a will save. 36. And is this mind-affecting? It is mind-affecting. Alright, I have a bonus to this. 7 plus 49. 49? Yeah. Uh, so that's a crit <laughs> success area. You don't even flinch as you're running towards them. As they start like raising their hands and casting spells at you. Um, but Royari and Volio, both of you kind of flinch. Volio, you're mostly good. Royari, you're mm, even better. Uh, each of you starts feeling fear enter your bodies. And uh, kind of suddenly in front of you, massive dinosaurs like uh, covered in fiendish runes erupt from the floor and start screeching. Uh, and they start attacking, and oh god, well, you don't really care. Royari, you... <laughs> you care, relatively. Um, so, Volio, you're gonna take 8d6 mental damage. Or, sorry, Royari, you're gonna take 8d6 mental damage and be frightened one. And Volio, you're gonna take 4d6 mental damage, and you would be frightened one as, uh, you would be frightened. I actually... But, no, Wait, I've already taken I'm... that into account. Your aura of courage. Okay. You are gonna be frightened okay. two, Volio's gonna be frightened one, but your aura of courage reduces it, so he's, you're just frightened one. Uh, okay, so let's, and then I'll be good So let's see how much, how much damage that is. That's gonna be 26 damage to you, Volio, and 13 damage to you, Royari. Okay. It's okay. And that's what they do with their turn. Okay. Uh, this giant thing in front of them uh, it lets out a hissing roar, kind of like a, and uh, it rushes towards you on its first turn, um, and it's gonna move with a speed of uh, forty-five feet as it actually disappears into the ground and digs towards you. Its dig speed is faster <laughs> than its uh, move speed. Hate that. Uh, so it uses two actions to get up, and then when it uh, like emerges, it brings a hand down and it. Uh, Basically swings a maul at you, Royari. That's a 53 to hit. A 53? Yep. That is a crit. That's going to be 82 bludgeoning damage as he slams you across the face hard. Ow, fucking Jesus. Ow, God, why? As that happens, Royari, suddenly a ghostly hand holding a rapier emerges and you hear a voice say, Step back from my grandchild. And Pioretta uses uh, a... uh, Uses Retributive Strike. Uh, so make me an attack roll, Royari. Oh my god. Royari's like, that's a bit like a <laughs> 47. Uh, 47 against this thing is a hit. Uh, and that is going to be... That's going to be 37 damage to it. Um, as you, basically uh, a ghostly version of your rapier manifests from a hand and just slashes into this thing. And uh, Pieretta kind of appears behind you, almost ghostly-like. 
Uh, and oh, you, your uh, crown starts to resemble her, like uh, the Holy Roman Emperor-looking one. Your her cloak looking more like hers. And she says, "Come on now, don't let this thing take you down." I was just standing here. Uh, you did also me? take nineteen less damage. Oh, sorry, twenty-one less damage. So instead of eighty-one damage, uh, you took sixty damage. Uh, and that is its turn. However, everyone needs to make me a fortitude save. Forty-eight. Forty-one. That's um okay yeah you're all good uh but you do feel an insane amount of blackburn coming off this thing oh god like this thing is practically a living blackburn crystal which is confusing for a lot of reasons <laughs> volio it is your turn what do you do big monster and also uh zulgat off in the distance uh casting spells they are doing that um, hmm. Yeah, fuck it, he'll cast a spell. Uh, zero gravity. Ah, okay, zero gravity, huh? Oh, wow, okay. Um, so this will take your entire turn? Mm-hmm. Is that okay by you? Yeah, that's fine. All right. 20 foot radius? That's uh, perfect, they're all within 20 feet of each other? Yeah, you basically, uh, Volu, you hold up a hand and twist it upside down. And uh, you see these little gaps who are charging up their next spells suddenly just kind of start to float upwards and they're like, ah, ah, ah! And they start like <laughs> swinging their arms all over the place, panicked. Uh, they don't know what to do about all this. But yeah. <laughs> um, it looks like they're mostly taken care of for a hot second because they're panicking. Yeah. Uh, Ariadu, it is your turn. What do you do? There are Zulga off in the distance, but they're kind of just floating. Uh, and there's this giant scorpion thing that you don't know what it is. What do you do? Can I get a read on the scorpion thing? Sure. Uh, would you like to make me a... Hmm. I think you need to make me a nature or arcana check. 36. Okay. A 36 is a fail, not a crit fail, so I will give you some stuff. Okay. You can tell that this is a genie. Okay. And then you remember, wait a second, we've met something kind of like this before. A Blightburn genie. The one that was in Dizzlin's Tower. The one oh. that uh, was kind of like uh, super flammable. This one seems to be less about fire and more about radiation. Ah, uh, okay. But what is it? What is a ri- Blightburn genie doing here? The Zulgat don't know shit about, the, like, about their former home. They haven't been back in centuries. Mm. Well. Weird. Uh, she's gonna say, fuck it, we ball, and hit this thing with a spirit blast? Let's fucking go! Okay, what, <laughs> what saves do I have to make here? Let's see. 42. Okay, yeah, it's a fortitude save. Uh, uh 39? Uh, uh, okay, yeah, it passes, so that's half a six, so he takes 30 damage. Are you sure it passes? Uh, that's what it says. No, it shouldn't. You got legendary spellcaster this level. You should be, like, really high. My spell DC is apparently 35. Oh, wait, my proficiency. Oh, yeah, that should be that legendary. Should be and also, it isn't using your step. Wait, what? KK. What? KK, your saves have been wrong this entire time. What? Your saves are for... Oh my god, your saves were for- <gasps> What the fuck? <laughs> KK, they were six lower than they were supposed to be! Oh, lol. <laughs> mm. 
Oh my god! Take a hero point for all the saves! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you were just trained in spellcasting this entire time! Even as we leveled up, you should have been expert or master! You've been using a nerfed DC since like level 5! What? So your actual DC isn't 37, it's 43! Ah, cool. Uh, so that doesn't pass. <laughs> I cannot oh believe you've been nerfed this entire time, and oh my god! Yeah, I super didn't catch that. And you cool. still and you still kick my ass? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Well, roll damage. That's is this a signature spell or you? Is uh, it cast at level six? It's not a signature spell, so. Okay. So, uh, that is going to be how much damage? Sixty. 60 damage! Cool, cool, cool! Ariadu, you conjure up, like, a, like a, uh, a load of ethereal energy in your hand, and you kind of, like, lash it out towards this thing, and damage its soul. It lets out a screech of pain, stumbles backwards a little bit, uh, furious at you, as it lets out more of Um, and you feel that radiation glowing hotter on your skin. Ugh. And that is your turn, right? Yeah, that's my turn. Okay. Rayari, it is your turn. Big motherfucker. Also, Big other motherfuckers motherfucker. off in the distance who are floating around. I think is gonna focus on the one who is near, because there's something right in front of them. Um, and Rayari is going to... Okay. Uh, Rayari is gonna use um, a precise strike first. Mm -hmm. 45, does that hit? A 45 against this thing? That's gonna be a hit. How much damage is that? Okay. Uh, 35 damage. Very nice, okay. Well, Rayer, you have another action. What do you do? Then I'm going to use a finisher. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use a lethal finisher. Okay. And what's that to hit? Uh, 47. Okay, a 47. Well, Royari, um, that is going to be a hit. Roll damage for me. And it has to make um, a fortune okay. save to see how much uh, finisher damage you do. 37 against your class DC. That is a fail. Okay. Well, then you are going to do 12d6 finisher damage on top of your regular damage. Okay, so that's all of the damage except for the finisher damage, and then I re-roll mm -hmm. that. Okay. Um, how much finisher damage is that? Uh, 12d6. A hundred What the fuck? Oh. Roy, are you stab right through one of this thing's shitness plates? It lets out a... And then as quickly as this combat started, this thing drops to the floor, lets out a final hiss, and then collapses, unmoving. And you've slain this creature. Uh, the Zulgats are floating there, and uh, you can see them staring um, beneath the shadows in their cloak in, like, both dull shock and resignation of, like, ah, okay. They just saw you destroy their guardian, and they are fully aware that if they run, they could fucking die. Yeah. Um, they kind of, like, chitter to each other. Um, what is he doing? They're staring at you. Mumbling to each other. Well, it takes a step towards them. I think by now you probably like drop the, the gravity spell, and they all kind of collapse it on the floor. And as they get up, um, they look at you, and then one steps forward, raises a hand, and in common, which is not usual for Zulgat, it's not common, yeah. you say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Circus folk, we call for a truce. Do not harm us any further. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Oh, now, well, wasn't that easy? Well, no. Now, wasn't that just fucking <laughs> dandy of you to do? If you if you try anything, we will unleash our full arcane might on you, one of them shouts. Okay. Oh, that was scary. Um, what? What were you doing here? Uh, well, one of them kind of steps forward and uh, pulls its mask off, or its hood up, and I think something... You see something you were not expecting, because this doesn't look like a normal Zilgat. This thing mm -hmm. has feathers. Oh! And by now, you've learned hmm. about what that means for a Zulgat. Mm -hmm. This isn't one of the mutant monsters you've been fighting all this time. This is a Totmov, the original Zulgat. Oh, oh shit. my god. Oh. Hello. Well, shit, alright. Um, these are the ones who created the original home in the Underdark. Um, well, and sh which makes sense to you, Ariato, suddenly as to why, oh shit, that makes sense. That's why they had a Blightburn genie. Oh, okay. Um, the one at the very front, uh, she speaks and she says, um, greetings. My name is Tas Takasette. And good to meet you. we know you very well, Wandering Tree. Oh, yes. You're our biggest fans. <laughs> um, one of them uh, kind of like points their staffy and says, Mistake this not for kindness. We simply understand that it would be folly to fight you. You're very strong. You solve a BD. Uh, one of them very sighs smart. and says, Diorada is an un unbeatable creature. Yet you took it down like it was nothing. Is it a little bit yeah. nothing? Tassaket kind of exhales and she says, You've come here to stop the extinction curse, haven't you? Uh, very obviously, yes. Mm-hmm. They kind of like side glance each other. I want you guys to make a perception check. Okay. 40. Oh. 45. Oh. Ooh. 38. Okay, no, uh, all of you immediately uh, notice these Zulgat don't seem happy about something. Mm. And it's not that you're here to stop the ever hunger. You seem unpleased? Kazakhet snarls and says, Well, wouldn't you be? We're here in the middle of a, a fountain of knowledge, and we're being told that we have to do a curse that'll just destroy it all. Oh. I mean, yes, that is not ideal, I would... So, um, so you, I mean, I, I know you're not a fucking hive mind, but I was under the impression that most of you are totally okay with this. Obviously not all of us. Yes. yes, well, yes, well, most of us are, have had our brains riddled by generations of radiation poisoning. That's true. That is fair. Understandable. Us original Tartmars, the oldest Zulgat. We... We don't approve of this. Mm. What's being done here is frankly genocide. 
And certainly while that may have happened to us once upon a time, it wasn't necessarily an intentional move. This is. We can't abide by that, but... We have no say in the matter. Everhunger holds us hostage. Should any of us step out of line, it is our heads that are on his plate. Mm. Mm. Uh, and one of them in the back says, This is why we came here to the Scholar's Trial. Perhaps we would be able to learn something until you lot came around. Wait, wait stop. Relax, you. my god. We Calm down. Be... Listen, I don't actually like killing. <laughs> Volio. This is why Rory said I. The... <laughs> the thing is, like, I am literally just trying to keep my people and my home from dying. And that's just a lot of attacking me, so I have to defend myself, and I tend to use a sword because it's the, the champion of Aomade with the sword, you know, stab, stab, usually. But I don't like killing. It's not exactly in my list of favorite hobbies. I'm not going to hurt you if you're not going to hurt us. Uh, Tasa Kef kind of like glances around and back at you and says, No, we... Everhunger sent us here to destroy these inscriptions. We've been learning them. Well, that sounds reasonable enough to me. For <sighs> you, not him. If you let us go, if you let us return, we won't speak a word of what happened. In fact, we'll even Ooh, tell you how to complete this trial if it furthers uh, your goals. Oh, how kind of you. But if you say anything to our brethren, we will... We will... We'll get you! She threatens emptily. <laughs> don't worry, I don't... I, we're not gonna do that. That ridiculous. One of... One of them kind of uh, squints at you and looks and says... We were under the impression that you were all a load of blood-feasting brutes, judging by how many Zulgat you'd slain. We're performers in the circus! <laughs> Hasakat folds her arms with us, and we're scholars. Dinosaur okay, scholars! So it's and true. that's sick as fuck, though. It is pretty cool. Regardless, I do not, in fact, like, I will not tell them anything. You don't have to worry. They kind of pause and look around, and Tassacat, who's been mo doing most of the talking, says, This is the scholar's trial. In order to uh, in order to gain the title, which I assume is what you're looking for, you are going to need to uh, read through these instructions on the obelisks around us. They're carved with ancient Aslanti texts, it would seem. If you're able to decipher it, you'll be able to learn, uh, hopefully, information that will aid you. And in doing so, you'll be able to uh, gain this t uh, blessing. Hmm. That's all we'll give you for now. We would suggest camping soon. It is getting dark, and we don't want to see the people that Everhunger has turned to to keep this place safe at night. Ooh, no, mm. we do not. Is this it? Have we come to an agreement? We'll leave you be. Yeah. You say nothing about our help. I don't say shit. Sure. Yeah, got it. Uh, they kind of nod and Tasket pauses and says, "You are kinder than we were led to believe." 
They're just Lure guys being dudes. <laughs> just guys being dudes, it would seem. What's better than this? We will remember this, and hopefully your kindness will re be repaid soon. Good luck. And with that, uh, she kind of throws her hood back up, and she gestures at the others, and the top malls all leave. And you notice something as they leave. Huh. They didn't smell at all. Oh. They weren't stinky? They didn't even stink a little bit. <laughs> Volio's, Volio's upset that they weren't stinky. And Very. by now, the sun has set over the um, horizon. And nighttime mm -hmm. is coming. You'll be able to study these statues, but you might want to get some rest. You've got a whole load of uh, work ahead of you if you want to stop the extinction curse. Yeah. They'll see you to sleep somewhere safe. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, the... Yeah, because you, you know that those guys will be back. Yeah, the fucking the Mecha Aridans. Thankfully, you can see that the sheep has uh, is uh, sleeping where he lies. Oh. As you all uh, retreat from the statue, preparing to obse observe it more in the morning, you make your way away from it, uh, setting up camp in the uh, like in a patch of trees nearby, hopefully out of sight of uh, the Aridans. A sound echoes through the valley. A sound that fills you with nothing but dread. This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Zenith Drums, Josh Heathcote, Torbjorn, Introduction, Sophia Varlera, G. Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Kiki, Sarah B., Seth, Ravona Darklow, Kira, Lichelope, Gizmo, Talisin, Matthew, Cass, Fable McElduff, Black Dragon Gaming, Eva, Remty Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Emlyn, Sean C, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Kane Kendrick, Sky Evangeline, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Jolene, Anna Maria, Roxy, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Casey Corn, Emlyn Laderna, John the Book Hoarder, SX66 Seeker, Lynx, and Dame Valerie the Turd. If you'd like to help us keep it rolling, check out patreon.com slash dice and see what you can get for your support. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.